I'm Ingrid Hernandez. And I'm Christina Pernforce. We are two unlikely best friends navigating the world of entrepreneurship, motherhood, and all that it brings to life in general. Between us, we have about 10 different careers, worn countless hats, but more importantly, numerous types of shoes. From combat boots to ski boots, we've professionally handled them all. And in this podcast, we like to discuss and share the nuggets we picked up along the way and learn some new ones from our fabulous guests. As entrepreneurs, life's a juggle. Marketing, sales, client services, finances, and the list goes on. Let's face it, it's tough. But our motto is, life's too short not to wear high heels. And every hour can be a happy one. Welcome to the High Heels Happy Hour. Cheers! Welcome back! How are you, Ingrid? I'm great. A little hesitation. It's been a crazy, crazy week. Yeah. So, um, just catching up with the kids. They're home from school. Mm -hmm. You know, camp's a little crazy. Mm -hmm. And they've all been under the weather. So, it's been one thing after another. Yeah. But... Other than that, I'm great, so I can't complain. Besides, I just want them all to feel better. Yeah. So yeah. But how about you? It's good. It's been a good week. We've had it's been volleyball, last of the season, yes. nationals in Orlando. So yeah, I feel there's a lot of volleyball in this. It's entrepreneurship and volleyball. That's what we talk about in this podcast. <laughs> but now it's the end of the season, so now we can take a little breather. But speaking of weather, we have weather as well where we live. Holy smokes. Oh, yes, I think they forgot to tell us about the hurricane. Yeah, so last night, our dog, uh, uh, Georgia Peach Parnforce, who usually does not care about weather, uh, fireworks, anything, she she sleeps in a, cave, in, a, in a crate. It's not locked, but the door's kind of closed in her own bedroom. She busted out of the crate, oh. out of the room, and sat in our room at, in the middle of the night um, just because she was so afraid. And she's never reacted to thunder, but it was that bad. She busted out. So now we know she can do that. But no, otherwise, um, otherwise it's good. Summer's here. Yay. Summer okay. is here. So, so Yes, hack. What's okay. a hack? So interesting. I have a bunch of food hacks. So, okay. like so for those, my children love pancakes. I love pancakes. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be really messy with like when you put, I usually pour with a cup or uh-huh. half a quarter cup or whatever. So that way yeah. they're the same size. Yeah. But I found that if you put it inside of a bottle, like a ketchup bottle or whatnot, uh-huh. you can pour the batter so it doesn't make a mess. So it saves a little bit of a mess and makes them really oh, round. Right. So. Yeah, you can't do those for, those for Swedish pancakes. Ooh, I forgot to get the Swedish. Right. I need to make a tutorial on the Swedish pancakes. I've forgotten that. Yeah, yeah, because that's more liquid. It's so you can't pour, but that's a good one. Okay, save your old ketchup bottles, people. Not the glass, then I assume. No, that's no, because you gotta squeeze it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be the ketchup effect. Okay, uh, okay so my <laughs> hack. So I talked about my um, that I have the travel sheet. Um, pdf that uh, the link is uh, in the show notes you can how to how to 
pack for travel. But my one of my hacks, this is new to me. I started using packing cubes. So when we went to, this is just, yeah, there, this is a big one, big cube but it makes it so much easier when you travel, if you pack it in these cubes, because then you can have, and for us, when we travel to Sweden, we move around a lot and you end up repacking that suitcase a hundred million times, because of course what you need is on the bottom. But when you do the cubes, you can also kind of uh, pack them according to, you know, you're going to stay in a certain place for two nights, you can just leave that packing cube for that stay. So this is my new thing and I love it. I know I'm, it's been around, but I've, um, I have it's a new to you, it's new to me. And I'm really good at packing. I can fit love it. Uh, everything in the kitchen sink in um, the suitcase, but I do like this. So packing cubes is the new go-to in the Purnipur's household. Yes, that's my Love hack. It. All right, and you're so leaving soon. So. I'm leaving soon. So yes, um, I'm I'm practicing my packing. And today we're starting a little bit of a new series uh, called Entrepreneurial Stories because um, even though you know you'd love to hear from us and we can talk until we get blue in the face. Um, it's really fun to hear other people's journeys and stories. And everyone is coming at entrepreneurship from, you know, different backgrounds, different, uh, different viewpoints, different intentions, mm -hmm. different everything. So um, we wanted to, uh, our first guest uh, is someone who we admire a lot. She lives in the same city that we do. She's a good friend of ours, but she's also a entrepreneurial powerhouse here dun, dun, in the, the boss restaurant <laughs> restaurant industry, which we know nothing about. So we that's just know it tastes really, good. We, it tastes yeah. really good. We <laughs> like to eat there. Um, so yes, Ingrid, why don't you introduce our guest and then we'll bring her on. So I get to introduce with Brandy Buckner. She's a co-owner of Crab Stop Seafood Bar and Grill of Barrow Beach and Sebastian. Yes, so two, two locations. And the CEO of Sweet Desires Espresso Bar. And so it's a Sweet Desires is Espresso Bar and Sweet Desires Dessert Lounge. Okay, and that place just open and can we just say that we're slightly obsessed with all the baked goods and the coffee Gosh. so good my mouth is watering so good okay okay she is also a senior employee with one of the largest citrus processors in florida peach river citrus products incorporated where she works with the founder william becker as his executive team on a daily basis brandy's experience and knowledge that she has gained over the last 20 years has allowed her to become one of the company's most valuable employees. And I'm not surprised. Brandy Buckner is a lifelong resident of Indian River Company. She is the president of the board of directors for the nonprofit Helping Hands program of South County. She is also a 2019 graduate of the Indian River County Chamber of Commerce leadership class. Hmm. In 2020, Brandy was also a part of the Ignite 360 Business Mentoring Program. And then in 2023, Brandy joined WeVenture CEO Peer, Peer Group. 
These programs help equip business owners and entrepreneurs with the knowledge, resources, and relationships required to solve critical business problems while advancing to the next level of sustainable growth, which I can't wait to hear all about it because all this has a lot to do with what we're talking about today. Then when Brandy is not being a wife, a mother, a volunteer, a business owner, or most of all, a valuable employee, you can find her spending time with her main man, her gentle giant, her cane corso mastiff named Bucky. Woo! Bucky. So without further ado, Miss Brandy. Oh, hi, ladies. Good morning. Hello. How are you? I am well. Great. And thank you for being the first guest in our entrepreneurial story uh, series. I am honored. Thank you. So I didn't know you were an employee of the citrus industry as well. I learned something Yes, I am. Uh, 20 years plus. Um, I just recently went part-time, so it's been a little bit of a transition. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you have time for that? (laughs) Running three restaurants and, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. So, Brandy, tell us a little bit about your, uh, what wasn't on the the, uh, bio, or a little bit about your professional background, how you kind of ended up in the restaurant industry? Um, Well, I ended up in the restaurant industry uh, kind of by default. Um, My husband um, is a retired firefighter of 25 years, and he went into cardiac arrest in 2014 and was forced into retirement. And being retired but used to being busy all the time, used to being busy, he decided to open up a restaurant. So just like that, like just like that, I, we, we visited the main location in Daytona craft stop is part of a franchise. Okay. And, um, we enjoyed that experience. We came back home with our friends and looked for a location that we thought would be a good fit. And we opened up on 14th Avenue in the end of 2014. Um, Launched it at in the end of 14 and January of 2015, we opened the first crab stop of Vero Beach. It was uh, sat about 40 people at the most, maybe 45. And it was, you know, kind of what you see today on a larger scale. But at 14th Avenue, it was just a few tables, a few high tops and just fun families sitting together. It didn't matter if you came together, but you'd end up. You know, um, yeah. so that started that journey um, supporting him. I just became a restaurant owner. Yeah, I just I, I mainly um, it, with the restaurants, I'm behind the scenes with the Crab Stop um, just recently kind of coming out front, but handling all of the books, all of the, you know, day to day operations, things like that. So. Wow. That's big because, I mean, the restaurant mm-hmm. industry is no... No joke. I mean, that's that's hard work. But having a franchise like that, that's really is a great way for people to mm-hmm. kind of get their foot in. Because you, I'm I'm assuming you get a lot of help from the uh, the sort of central organization. Which started- right. Well, we were the first 
franchise uh, family that was um, outside of his immediate family. So new locations that were owned by his mom, brothers. brothers. So we were the first um, um, group of entrepreneurs that were outside of that umbrella. So they came on board and um, supported it. It was new for them as well. His family down um, that and spent weeks at a time getting us um, off the ground. But it's almost nine years and we still have a hands-on relationship. We communicate probably every week. Um, They send um, customers down our way. Um, They come and visit the CEO, Oliver Ross. He comes and he's a part of our anniversary events. He came to our brunch. Oh, yeah. Yes, he, he was so proud of us. That was our actually our five year anniversary as well. When yeah, we that was it. great months. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, so now that we know you, it's obviously you've had this for you said five years, right? Five years. The one in in Sebastian. Five years, five years Sebastian. Nine years total with both locations. That's so cool. So, what kind of keeps you going? What's your driving force? Because you know we're going to talk a little bit about what you're doing now. But what kind of you going? It was a transition for me because I wasn't used to being so busy. Um, I um, at one point was a single mom of two children, and you know just. Their schedules kept me busy, but other than that, you know, weekends were relaxing and, you know, at home with the kids or, you know, going on a quick vacation. So transitioning into entrepreneurship and um, owning your own business, um, seeing it, seeing the um, the ability to make your own schedules and be your own boss. You know, those were some things that excited me because I had never experienced that before or or even been a part of anyone else's journey to know what entrepreneurship was like. So, you know, knowing that you have you to depend on, basically, you know, that has to drive you, you know, even harder. You have no one else that you can call on and say, hey, I can't come in today or you know, yeah. I can't do this or, you know, something's broken. You know, everybody's contacting you to, to fix everything. So, you know, you just have to, you know, be ready to, you know, find that part of yourself that you're able to just, um, you know, go through, you know, those challenges when you yeah. have your own. You know, just got to do it. Yeah. Amen to that. I couldn't agree more because. And I think that's the beauty and also what scares a lot of people with entrepreneurship is, yes, right. the fact that you are your own boss, but also that, holy crap, I am the one who has to fix it all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's no one else. It's almost like you have to buckle up and go for the ride. And just, right. The speed bumps and all that stuff is going to come, but that too shall pass. Yeah. <laughs> So in this entrepreneurial or in not just entrepreneurial journey, but in, in anything, what is the best advice you ever got? You think Uh, the best advice, the best advice I've ever gotten in um, is know 
every element of your business. Know about every element of your business from the beginning to the end. You can't leave that responsibility to just one person or, you know, you do do a lot of delegating, but you have to know how your business works. You have to know how to jump in at any time and get it done. You know, rather it's um, in the restaurant industry, being a hostess, being a server, being a cook, being a bartender, (laughs) whatever you need to do. If it's busing tables, you know, doing the prep work, whatever you need to do, you have to be prepared to do that. And um, and I I, you know, personally, when I communicate with my managers, I want to know everything, you know, never think that too much information or you feel like you can handle it that, you know, I'll just get this done. I just want, I just like being aware of problems and situations. Um, I like to be in the know. Um, I like to be involved. If something happens, you get hit by a bus, you know, I should be able to jump right in and, you know, um, do what, do what I need to do to, you know, to get it done. And, um, and that's just what I've learned in my 20 years of working for in the citrus industry. It's, you know, it's a lot of moving parts and it's important that there's more than one go-to person. So, and, and being an owner of the business, I just felt that it was very, very important that I know how to do as much as I could, you know, and yeah. get done as well as, you know, the people that we have in, uh, in those roles, but you should be able to handle yeah. and, and, your business. And it, it, you, you could have thought that we, this was uh, um, yeah. <laughs> set up because that's something we say all the time, like delegate, but know your business. Don't depend on someone else doing it so that you're, you know, if that person leaves that you have no idea what's going on. So yeah, yeah that is, that's so important. That was good advice. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do you wish someone would have told you about entrepreneurship before you jumped in head first? <laughs> any like rude awakenings, any, or any advice that you want to give aspiring entrepreneurs that you mm-hmm. maybe wish you had learned? Uh, I wish someone had told me the how much sacrifices it would take you know and it's not just financially it's emotionally it's um you know it's a a lot of hours away from your families away from you know your friends holidays weekends nights sleep you sacrifice every area of your life you know when you become an entrepreneur Um, just because it just requires a lot of dedication. You can't, you know, you get to a point where you'll be able to designate time to your business, but starting out, it's going to take everything. And I don't think people love to share the good. They don't all, they don't share the bad, you know, they, they want everything to look picture perfect and they want you to see the success and they want you to see all of those things. But I wish someone had told me and I will tell others that it's not going to always be easy and you just have to be prepared for that, you know, emotionally and financially and and, and just in every area of your life, you know, you have to talk to your, your kids. My son was, um, 
my daughter was in college, I believe, but my son was still at home and he was busy with things in school. So I missed out on a few things with him because we were starting out. So, and that was new for me because I was always involved and to have to sacrifice that time, you know, and then there was times where I would be the only parent at home because my husband was running the business. And, and at one point I had to take a break from the restaurant because balancing the relationship and being in partnership together was challenging. So I had to, we would be at yeah. the, at the restaurant and tensions is there. And I'm like, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to step out. I'm going to go home and we'll talk when you get home. And so it was one a period of time where I took months off where just being physically at the restaurant, just because I needed that mental break. Yeah. And working with your spouse is not for everyone. I mean, that's, exactly. that would be hard. Yeah. I, could I totally understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think if, 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 if a marriage or relationship can go through that, that's that's a good sign yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, you know and also being an entrepreneur in the restaurant industry i think probably with the hours and that's that's a lot tougher than than a lot of you don't have that un- unwindness just, and as you said holidays when other people want to go out to dinner that's when you got to work so okay. a lot of date nights were spent um at Captain Hiram's at 11 and 12 <laughs> at night, at midnight. And we had to get creative. You know, we would, you know, um, spend the night at Captain Hiram's, you know, and, 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 and walk back and forth from the hotel like we were tourists. And yeah, hey. <laughs> we had to get creative. Yeah, and right, that's a long way. Yeah. No, that's so. Uh, yeah. That's but, um, true. If I had advice for an entrepreneur too, I would say that you have to just be prepared um, for those challenges and and know how to navigate through them and not throw the towel in, you know, and just be aware that it too shall pass, like Ingrid said, but I know it's difficult when you're in the storm and and I experienced it um, a lot is, is, is wanting that answer right now and wanting the, you know, the solution right now and not wanting to go through that waiting period. But just knowing that when you're dedicated and passionate about something, you know, you'll get through it one way or another may not be the way you want, but (laughs) yeah, no, that's, that's great. Great advice. And as you said, too, not everything is rosy and not everything is Instagram worthy. Right. (laughs) But it's also what what Cindy Porter, when we had Cindy on, she talked about the financial runway in order when you start a business that you give yourself a financial runway to run on for a while. You can't just give up everything and and expect, you know, the business to be profitable right off the bat. It's not going to happen. Yeah, right. So true. So true. I love that. You know, one of the things we wanted you to share was like harmony. How do you create that harmony and, and stress? And you kind of went a little bit into it when while answering this question, which is really cool because we always think about that. We've, I mean, I've been in business what, 11 years. So you kind of learn, and Christina's been what, 12? Oh, no, no more. You've been before. 19 years. 19 now. years. So you, you learn the sacrifices. So we, you know, we've gone through the sacrifices. We've missed stuff for the children. So we kind of mm-hmm. go back and forth, but yet mm-hmm. we still 
we're there for things that we want to be now, but mm-hmm. going yeah. through that, like you said, the storm, having that harmony, because everybody talks about balance. Yeah. I, balance is like a scale. Yeah. You're either 50, 50, 100, nothing. Yeah. So it's never, when you think harmony, I, I feel like it's like a song. It just flows. Yeah. And right. sometimes certain things need to be, sometimes your business needs to be top priority and sometimes your kids. But I, I do, I am a strong believer of that your kids, they, they do what you do, not what you say. So when they see you work hard and be passionate, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, that's it's okay if you yeah. miss out on a, a you know, a play right. or a game or something. It's not right. the world. Right. That is so true, Christina, because my kids, I am so proud of them because they really possess great work ethics. Yeah. Um, My daughter and um, she's she's been told on multiple occasions. She at one point was traveling during COVID for work and people she's she's had her supervisors say, I want to meet your parents because, you know, (laughs) someone as young as you as you, um, it's just really you don't see it all the time. Someone her age is dedicated and devoted to work. And right now she balances working at the hospital and managing the restaurants with me. And I mean, she gets on Ellis and I sometimes, you know, and she puts us in our place. Like she really, when they're working and they're in tune, they're all in. And I'm just grateful that they, you know, learn that from us. And yeah, that's the best compliment you can ever get, right? Yes. People compliment your kids yeah. on uh, things that you know they learn from mm-hmm. watching you. Or yeah, hopefully they don't yeah. get my bad stuff. <laughs> well, hopefully you know, they, they, they might okay. get a little bit. Of bad. <laughs> yeah. And they promised me as well. They promised me also that they will always take vacations with me. Wow, that's a big problem. Well, are you? They're expecting you to pay for them, though. Well, they actually. My son, we went to Grenada um, last year, and he and my daughter they planned it and paid for it. And what? right, okay. I'm gonna hope my kids are listening to this. Right, that <laughs> mine's are still young. Well, maybe, maybe Victor, you need to start you telling Victor? them. Victor, you need, you need to start prepping them for this. Like when you go to a certain age, you take your parents on vacation right that's right good just make it a thing that's mm-hmm. what you yes yeah and make them promise that they'll always have a vacation with me outside of their significant others and we still have that one-on-one vacation that. that's it's been so fun it's been yeah. so fun that's great i'm, I'm gonna adapt that you know, in it's our funny. Family. i went on a walk with cheeto this morning and he said i want to travel the world no, go everywhere before I die. Oh. And he goes, and I always want to take somebody with me from the family. Oh, so mm. there you go. Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. sign up to be the first on the list. I love it. So, so Brandy, how do you handle uh, failures or setbacks? Because you know it, it happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, customers, and um, how do you how do you deal with that? Well. At first, it was very, very difficult, you know, when I received bad reviews or I saw, especially on social media, my friends and my family supporting other people that, you know, did similar businesses as me and 
question. I would take it so personal. Over time, I learned people do what they want to do. You know, they spend money on who they want to spend money on. And I have no control over that. It was difficult because you, when you first, in, in any business that you own, you feel your friends in your circle or your first supporters are going to be the ones that are going to be there for you. And that's not going to be the case. Um, you have to find your tribe. And when you find your tribe, you're going to have a circle of friends or business women that are going to go hard for you. They're going to share and support, be there for you, give you ideas, see areas of concern and privately communicate with you to fix those things or what you can do better, you know? So, um, for me, I just, it, it wasn't easy. I can't give you an easy answer for that because I've just, over time, it's gotten better for me yeah. to, to, to see that. You definitely take it personal when it is your business and it becomes like one of your kids. It becomes like a baby and, and it's really hard in the beginning. I had the same same I did thing too. in the beginning when someone wasn't happy, like, <gasps> So, right. Yeah, you, you learn, you be, maybe you become a little jaded, but I think you just know, as you said, and we've talked about that too, your friends is not your business. I mean, they're not going to support. And sometimes it's people you thought would be your biggest supporters. They're not. And but you also be surprised over where you find new supporters. Areas you never thought. Yeah. Right. And, and even in the situations that were, our fault. Apologize, you know, be willing to, you know, accept responsibility and not always have an excuse. Brandy, so future, if you could look in the, uh, what do you call it? The uh, magic ball, ball, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Where do you see yourself five years from now? And where do you, and the business, and or the business? Businesses. Yes, that's true. Businesses. Well, I see myself in five years from now being completely retired from the office. Okay, from the office. Okay. Totally um, devoted to my businesses, um, uh, being involved in a day-to-day operations, um, um, being present. Um, being seen in um, the locations. Um, that's, that's one of my biggest desires right now is to physically be present more. Um, and hopefully in five years at a point where I can also be travel more, do more, um, mentor other women, business owners, um, children, you know, ch- uh, teenagers that are I think now we probably have more teenagers that want to own their own businesses and aren't necessarily wanting to go off to college. And so if those are some of their dreams, being able to talk to them about those things. And I, I do believe they'll, you, you still will need some education, but targeting the right skills yeah. Yeah. so that you can own and operate your own business. That's a great, yeah, that's awesome. I have the same exact, not everyone needs to go to four years of college and do, no. If you know you want to own a business, there should be more vocation, uh, vocational studies 
mm-hmm. targeted to that. Not everyone needs to build up huge student debts in order to. <laughs> right. Or degrees that you won't use. Exactly. You know, so if you're passionate about something and you know that early on, why not start early so that you can retire early and you can. <laughs> Oh, that's a great, yeah, great point. I couldn't agree more. That's great. So where do you see the businesses? Where do you see Sweet Desire, your newest baby, which we are huge fans? Well, we're huge fans of all your businesses, but, you know, we do love our coffee as listeners of this uh, show, and we like our sweets, too. Um, So where do you see Sweet Desire? Are we going to have several? um, Well, I hope so. I just recently, I just wrapped up a conversation. I mean, well, if you don't know, for those that may be listening, we are three weeks old this week with <laughs> Desires Espresso Bar and Bakery and Miracle Mile. Um, we're off to an amazing start. I just thank the community so much for coming out and supporting us and um, and enjoying it and, and, and spreading the word to others to come out and give us a try. I'm just so overwhelmed with the support, seriously. We opened up um, a few days before we officially officially launched. And just that foot traffic alone was so inspiring for us to know what to expect. And um, it hasn't disappointed us. Um, I just recently over the weekend wrapped up a conversation with um, Dillard's department store Mm -hmm. once me to take over a kiosk in their kiosk in their department store by the shoe department and by the perfumes and makeups area. So we'll have a small pop-up shop that will open in a couple of weeks inside of the Dillard store. Wow. Shoes That's and coffee. So cool. Yes, yeah. shoes and coffee. Cake <laughs> So I'm excited about that. They're excited about the collaboration. Um, They're just eager to have something chic and beautiful in that space to support their customers, support their their employees. So I'm grateful that they they decided and and chose me to be a part of that. And you've only been open three weeks. Three weeks. No, it's a great spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people have... Brandy's giving away a gift card, but you have to subscribe to our newsletter. We will do a, a drawing for gift card for Sweet Desires uh, yeah. on Facebook. We'll do it live yeah. uh, sometime this week. Yes. Is yes. yes. So I know we talked a little bit about where they can find you, but we have Crab Stop in Vero, correct? Yes. Then we have Sebastian. Correct. And then Sweet Desires. Sweet Desires, Espresso Bar and Bakery is in Miracle Mile Plaza. We're next to Cosmo, in between Cosmo and Kemp Shoes. It's the old Cheese Cave location. Everybody probably remembers Cheese Cave. So we're in that space. Yeah. And if you're not in Vero Beach, well, that's a good reason to come here. You can come for coffee. Yeah. Yes. Lunch. For breakfast and for lunch, we offer um, both. Yeah, no, coffee can be 24-7. I love it. So we're going to be posting links on all the locations and social media. Which one do you love to use for business or for them to contact you? I'm using both. I'm using Sweet Desires on Facebook and uh, Sweet Desires Espresso Bar on Instagram. Perfect. 
Mm -hmm. So we will add those links so people can follow you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you, Brandy, for sharing your, the whole truth and, uh, you know, just showing from all angles uh, what entrepreneurship is like, the, uh, the opportunities that are out there, but that there's also a lot of hard work. So thank you for sharing your story with us. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you and cheers. cheers. <laughs> Okay, Christina, I guess we finished another episode. That was fun. Yeah. And if you liked this episode as well, don't forget to follow the show and share with a friend. You can also join our High Heels Happy Hour podcast group on Facebook and continue the conversation. Time to put our feet up. The high heels are coming off. Score! Score!